views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. For more information about us, go to the Dr. Pat Show and go to Transformation Talk Radio. And from there, you're going to be able to find out all the other places that we broadcast. Uh, Right now, let me give a shout out to Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. Benny. What up? Shout out. Yeah, shout out. Mr. Benny, hmm. uh, this is going to be a show, Benny, that you're going to want to pay a lot of attention to because you've got a couple of boys. Aye, aye. And, yep, yeah, you're going to want to take some notes maybe. Uh, just think about this okay. as right. time passes. Got it. Yes, it does. So quickly. So quickly. Uh, questionable parent, my co-host, Glenna Rice. Uh, this you heard me say during the last hour, for those of you guys who are listening, you would want to fit in for what reason? Yeah, tools to help your teenager choose the greatness they are they truly are. But the fitting thing, OMG. It is everywhere. You know, from a very, very young age, uh, especially now, and I can't wait to hear what Glenna has to say about it, but from a very, very young age, uh, given our technology and how connected and how open everything is, we are bombarded with information about who we should become, what clothes we should wear, what neighborhood we should live in, who we should vote for, uh, what way to practice spirituality, everything, everything. It is thousands and thousands of bits of information that come into our, our, our sphere. Are we losing our identity? And are we trying to all meld together based on somebody else's opinion of, our, of who we are? Glenna Rice, questionable parent, joining me here today. Single mother of three, also a physical therapist, an amazing certified access facilitator and access body class facilitator. And coming to Seattle, you all out there, and uh, next year, January, uh, January 2nd, I believe. But here is the thing. Glenna is someone that brings the message of possibilities to the world. You know, whether it is as a questionable parent, she speaks to both her willingness to continuously ask questions of herself and of the world. And she has been someone that has been uh, out there talking with parents, helping them empower their children so that the children could know what's required in life, what will work for them, And, you know, asks us to look at what if you didn't have control who your children are? What if you could trust your awareness rather than being fearful for your children? 
you know, in the last show, we talked a lot about fear and how many of you out there fear, fear, fear what your children are, what they're going to grow up to be or not be, how they're going to live their lives, and maybe someday who their spouses are going to be. How do we get, how do we wrap our minds around the constant stress and worry around this? Today, you're going to get some insight. You know, Glenna is someone that looks daily at how people are creating their lives. She works with couples to help them stop hating on each other, you know, divorces that actually empower. She works with children, whether they be labeled autistic or ADHD, it doesn't really matter. Her mission and her vision are the same. And so she's out in the world to help us understand as much as we can about consciousness and awareness in the lives we live. And there are so many things that I've learned from her. But the real thing is, how can we tap into a level of awareness rather than spend hours and hours and hours trying to, quote, solve problems that have nothing to do with consciousness and awareness? Glenna, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Pat. You're awesome. Thank you for having me again. Thanks for this object. Yeah, really I love fun this. To unravel some of this fitting in oh. stuff um, oh. that everyone's doing or wanting you know? to do or wanting to not do. Right. I mean, doesn't it start from the very minute that the child is born? Now, I may be stretching a little bit, but I don't think I am. I mean, when we're starting to look at the fears that we bring into the conversations about our children and pressures for them, which evolve into these enormous, uh, you know, just absolutely ridiculous scenarios for teenagers, you know, but the worry, 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 what shows up, you know, it starts before that, doesn't it? Yeah, it starts so young. I mean, you, you know, as a parent, you know, I'll say in this reality, but we want our kids to fit in from the beginning, from when they start preschool or when they're in daycare. We want them to look like the other kids, act like the other kids, not be the weird kid, have friends, make friends, and how to negotiate that without having them um, change who they be or what they be and still have choice but still be able to negotiate this reality so it works for them, which is part of what fitting in can be if you don't make it more real than your reality. So we start you know, dressing our kids the right way when we put them into preschool, having the right lunches for them. So, And then when they get to be teenagers and they start fitting in with the kids that we don't want them to fit in with or they don't want to fit in with kids, we've already set up this entire scenario from the time they're born that tells them they should fit in. And then we don't want them to fit in with certain kids and certain crowds or, you know, they're very stressed out about not being able to fit in with certain people in certain crowds. So yeah, we said it. We started very early. And what if we what if we came from a question and were a question about what would actually work for us, what would work for the kids, and let them know they can play with this reality in any way they choose without having to buy it as more real than theirs. So you can look like everyone when you want to. You can talk to everyone with ease when it's required, but you never have to become the energy that requires you to fit in that way. Wow. I mean, isn't that a big, you know, what if we could do that? And people are scratching their heads and say, what if we could do that? You know, doesn't the question that gets it, that usually comes up and gets in the way is completely fear-based. But Glenna, I mean, yeah, what, what if I could do that? But I'm going to lose control. I mean, how am I going mm-hmm. to discipline my children? How am I going to prevent them 
from stepping in the potholes that you have had to hear this a million times, Glenna. How am I going to prevent my children from making the mistakes I've made in my life? Right, right. The first oh. thing is to ask a question if they are going to make the same mistake you made in your life. Because <laughs> there's a huge conclusion that they would even go down the same path. And what I find with my children, which is surprising to me, and I knew what would happen, is that most kids, by the time they're teenagers, rebel against exactly who you were anyway. So the chances of them doing the same thing you did are pretty unlikely most of the time. <laughs> right, which is funny, the way the conclusions we come to about it. Um, and fear is always a distraction from awareness. And it doesn't allow you to ask questions about anything that's going on. So, you know, being afraid for your children's future is not a question. It's a conclusion that there's something bad's going to show up, or you have to watch out for the bad things. Instead of being a question of, what if my children's future was greater than they could ever imagine? And looking, you know, asking a question like, if, what is their future going to look like? Are they going to be successful in their future? Are they going to have a joyful life, yes or no? And you can feel a lightness of their future if you're willing to. And then the fear doesn't have to be what's driving it. It, it's more like to contribute to what they're creating um, and what's going to create that joy, that ease, the life that's successful. And when you ask the question of are they going to have that future, there's an energy that will show up that you can become aware of, and then everything that matches that energy throughout their life, you can start contributing to that and not stopping them from choosing those things, contributing to them choosing. But ultimately, it's their choice. It's always the kid's choice always your teenager's choice you cannot choose for them you know part of uh, part of what i love is when you know as i i get ready to you know um do the shows with you i think i really think a lot about some of the some of the questions and some of the things that i know that you have helped other people with um and it's fascinating right now the world that we live in and i just briefly mentioned i want to talk to you about it when we come back because I know for you and the work that you, you do, you've seen the trends change. Uh, some people think, no, we've always had smartphones. Not really. Or, no, we've always had this. Or, no, we've always had 60 million gazillion channels on the television. You know, we have not. And when we come back from break, Lana, what I want to talk with you about is, you know, the impact, if any, from your point of view, uh, of the, the changing world. You know, the world that that we talk about as adults, you know, that we've had to deal with, but very little of the conversation is about our children. You know, it's always, oh, I got to deal with the unemployment. Oh, I got to deal with it. But we don't stop to talk about what has changed for kids. Uh, and does it even matter? When we come back, we're going to talk about kids negotiating peer pressure. How do we do it? What are we really talking about with peer pressure right now? And if you live in the state of Washington, you're very, very familiar with the headlines from Marysville. What can we learn? What can we know? And what can we do? That's why Glenna Rice is joining us here today. This is not about the end-all, be-all, no-solution conversation. This is really about the world of possibilities for you, your children, your grandchildren, and to learn some tools for generations to come. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with my co-host, Glenna Rice. Hi, 
I'm Dr. Pat, and I'm here to rave about my favorite dressing and marinade, Galeos Marinades. As hearty vegetables such as Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, and pumpkin replace the waning fruits of summer on supermarket produce displays. When I want to add that special touch to my fall dishes, I reach for Galeos Miso. Whether it's the Miso Caesar, Dijonet, Ginger Wasabi, and the newcomer, Southwest, I know that I'm going to prepare a fabulous dish. Galeos dressings, which are made with all-natural ingredients, have no MSG and are gluten-free and should all be part of a well-stocked kitchen pantry. But perhaps the Miso Caesar adds a special something to Paul's bountiful harvest. The culinary masterminds behind Galeos Miso Dressing, chefs Andre and Gordana, have just developed several of their favorite easy-to-prepare and healthy fall recipes that include their Miso Caesar Dressing. So visit GaleosCafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S Cafe.com for your special fall dish. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Are you interested in helping others by tapping into something more? Do you want to play a bigger role in the shift that is occurring on the planet? The 111 Activation is an energetic session which has helped many worldwide to quickly transform their lives for the better, to gain greater clarity, experience deeper spiritual connection, and express their soul's truth. You too can learn how to facilitate this powerful energetic activation for your friends, family, and clients even if you have had no previous experience. Please join me, Christine Upchurch, for the 111 Activation Training Seminar in Seattle, November 15th and 16th, to learn a process that is being called expansive, life-changing, and profound. Come be a bigger part of positive change for others. For more information, please visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Or call 425-999-9836. 425 425- Nine 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 eight three six. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Your sky, cause your sky full of stars. I'm gonna give you my heart. Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. You know, Glenna, I gotta say this. This is a great topic. You know, every time I do a show with you, I realize how amazing the conversations are. And then I watch what happens to the podcast of the show and how many thousands of people then listen to the podcast of the show. You know, it's really fascinating for us right now, you know, in the world we live in. And it really does talk to what you and I are chatting about. I I've been doing this 11 years, you know, Benny's been doing it longer, some other folks longer, but we've been having this, this positive talk venue now uh, beyond what some people think our longevity should have ever been. 
And so I've gone through this world of when Benny and I were doing this 11 and Brenda was doing this even longer than that. We've gone through this world where we couldn't be doing the show like this. There, it, there was no Skype. There was no Internet. I did not look at my screen and maybe even do what we're now calling visual radio. There were not going to be any graphics floating across here for people to look at. Right. And right. this was not too long ago. And so we're now like embodied in a world where if you picked up your little phone, like mine just beeped two seconds ago, somebody was trying to Facebook me about the show. And so, oh, my gosh, this is now the world we live in. It is not the world I grew up with when I was simply trying to move. And I have to tell you, I'm going to date myself now a little bit from Wearing a skirt in the workplace to wearing pants. Okay, believe it or not, there was a dress code. Um, but yet we think about this as if today has, is, is like it's always been. Now let's talk about this from what you've discovered in working with parents. Because we now have an autism rate that is higher than it's ever been. And that's only in three years. So here's the new world we live in. Please tell me how you describe it. It is changing faster than anything we've ever had before in some ways, and a lot of things are staying the same. And uh -huh. change is something you can't, you know, the one thing, one consistent thing you'll have in your life is change, and yeah. people try to slow it down, stop it, and not receive it. Now, most of the things you're talking about were really fabulous changes. I like my Skype. I love to be able to travel all over the world and be able to talk to people and see their faces. These are all fabulous um, additions yeah. to our life. And it's like to not resist them. One thing about the kids in this generation is they have so much ease with that. So, I mean, the willingness and the ease that they have with change is probably really different than what we had when we were kids. It's funny, I do remember the dress code. I was in first grade and on my first grade in Seattle in Ballard. I was in school, actually. And a little girl's parents brought her to school in a pair of pants and she was set home. And they changed the dress code at school that week. They had a fit. <laughs> and talking about not willing to fit in. They did not want their daughter to fit into the reality of uh, that was going on back there in the 1970s. That's funny. Isn't it funny? And, you that. know, I, yeah. I don't really want to date myself because I could go further back and do it. Um, the point, though, that I really want to, to talk with you about is change is change. Now, we're still going through change. I had peer pressure when I was growing up. It, it was a different yeah. kind of peer pressure, but I had it. You know, it wasn't necessarily a, about uh, the kind of sneakers I was going to wear. You know, it wasn't going to be whether or not I decided, you know, when was it going to be the first time that I was actually going to have sex? It wasn't going to be about that. There wasn't going to be necessarily that, but there could have been. You know, do kids today have to learn different negotiating skills or or can these negotiating skills you know be applicable to any age any generation and I, that's what I'd like to talk with you about about what do parents yeah. need to know about empowering their children to actually negotiate things right and I think they're universal they go mm -hmm. across all time, space, dimensions, and realities. Mm -hmm. and whenever you lived in any lifetime, these the skills to, to, and really it's a choice to be you, choice to access who you are and be you no matter what is going on around you and always have your reality work for you. Now, I, you know, I've been raising my children with these access tools. Um, yeah. I mean, they've always had the ability to ask questions, be them. I've never forced them 
to be something they're not. I've always asked them what they knew. What do you know? From, you know, early on when there was kid problems in grade school and, you know, a little girl wanted my daughter to play fairies a certain way and my daughter didn't want to do it that way and then the girl got really mean to her. And my daughter <clears throat> would just amaze me. I said, she said, I said, so what did you do? Did you give in? This is a popular kid in school. And she said, no, Mom, why would I do that? Why would I change what I wanted to do for what she wanted to do? With an ease that I never had as a child and I rarely see in children. So allowing my children to know who they are, to have an ease with who they are, and always choose what works for them is one of the greatest tools um, or skills at negotiating this role I've ever given them. And with peer pressure, a lot of it is who does that belong to? Who wants to fit in? Um, so that was, the whole call was inspired because my 16-year-old was wanted, um, I needed to drop her off early at school to take her sister in. I had to take her sister in early and drop her off early, and she was like, Mom, I don't want to go to school early. What do I do with that half hour? She was, you got to wow. walk around with all the people in the group. She says, all these girls in Marin that are absolutely beautiful, have rich families, have nothing wrong in their life, nothing's going on, there's no problems, and all they do is complain. And I looked at how she saw the school. Like, the idea of having to walk around and try to complain with people was not something she was interested in doing. She goes, you know, Mom, I can do it. I can sit there. Sometimes you have to complain with them. You know, and I said, oh, really? What do you have to complain about? Like, your mom's traveling all the time? And she goes, no, Mom, that's a real problem. You don't create complain about real problems with these people. You just have to complain about something. She goes, you know, so you complain about the parking spots in school, even though I don't drive. So she's having this, like, really interesting way of looking at the entire high school campus from a place that has... Like, she's not buying into it. She's seeing what it is, and she can negotiate it when it's required. And she knows when she doesn't want to. And she never makes herself wrong for it. And I remember back in high school, I did not have those tools. Walking around campus, having to fit in or hang out with people that you had to try to fit into their reality, I felt like that was the only choice I had. And she inspired me to see how different, what, I mean, how much difference is actually possible if you know who you are, you're asking questions, and you know you never have to fit into anyone else's reality. You know, I want to ask you about this because, you know, you know, part of this is someone, let's, let's talk about what that means, someone else's reality, because it really yeah. becomes a, a, a kickoff point for a conversation about the decisions we make and the actions we take, right? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, while you and I are talking about fitting in and we're talking about the, you know, what happens someone else's point of view, ultimately that point of view can become a decision we make about our lives, right? And then an action we then take. And, yeah. you, you know, so we go down this path, which begins with, as you just referred to, a point of view. Now, if we take a scenario of looking at our kids and we think about what does fitting in really mean for them? Where are they going to go with this point of view? And how can I, as you just described, you know, in, in your own case, how can we teach our children some tools that they can really weigh in the balance? If I choose fitting in over here, it has like a zero impact on my decision or an action I'm going to take. You know, do you see what I'm saying about how all these things are all related? Like I may decide to commiserate with my with my schoolmates around the parking today. You know, what is that expression? Uh, no, no, no foul, no harm or something like that. 
Um, right, but right. then there are other decisions. If we don't understand that there is a difference for us in picking up somebody else's point of view or not, we may go down a path we don't know how to get out of. Yeah. That's where I, the asking, will this work for me, mm-hmm. is a great question for teenagers to have. And I, I ask that, I've asked that one of my kids all the time. So if you go on this play date, if you go hang out with those kids, is that actually going to work for you? Yes or no? And it's been amazing to see that, where the, you know, where, where they've seen that going out um, and hanging out with just some kids that might be doing drugs or m- might be staying out too late or whatever it was, that they could see it actually wouldn't work for them. And then I could give them tools. Okay, what would it take for you to change this with total ease? Like, how can you get out of this date without the other person being upset? And how can you make it totally easy? Oh, you know, I, oh, my mom's going to be really upset if I go tonight. I just got in trouble with something. We use that story. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, tell them you just got in trouble and you're on restriction tonight and you can't go. Phew, that was easy. <laughs> they can't argue with that one. <laughs> so, allow, you know, giving them tools to negotiate each situation individually. But first, you know, does it work for you to go out with these kids? Is right. it going to be fun for you? Will it create more? And so, you know, if they get a yes, they have a great time. And if they get no, they have choices not to go. They don't. That's where the peer pressure is that you have to go and do things because you're worried that someone's going to be upset with you. You're going to be judged as wrong. Well, my kids can receive judgments with total ease and know it's not real for them, too, because I've given them that tool. But if everybody's judgment of you is just an interesting point of view, and what judgments would you like to create at school that would work for you today? Well, you know, this you one of the go- things you said that's really kind of cool, and I want to talk about it when we come back, is, you know, does this work for you? When you are talking, when you were just talking right there, I was thinking about a very specific situation. And there's something that, you know, you've talked about on the show, which has been so powerful. And I think it's so, it, it is so fitting right here to talk about this idea. Will this work for you? And if it doesn't, you know, you can feel your heart sink. And I think you refer to that as being heavy. But, you know, you can sometimes feel it, right? I mean, it becomes a pressure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, how much is peer pressure things not working for you? (laughs) We call it peer pressure. (laughs) I don't even put that one together. I like that. (laughs) It, It is. I mean, when you say the word, right, there's a level of awareness that I think a teenager can have that has to get them, you know, to, to realize a level of awareness that they are in the middle of a peer pressure moment, right? Yeah, You know, right. some, sometimes, you know, I know about myself, I didn't even realize when I was in it that I was actually in the middle of a peer pressure moment. You, you know, and right. I think what you just talked about is sharing a tool where a teenager can first realize, hmm, somebody trying to influence me to do something I may or may not want to do. That's really kind of brilliant here when we think about this, because if we're not really getting up front, like you just described, the fact that I am in a moment here, I am in a peer pressure moment here, and I I, I have to recognize that I'm in it so that I even know to, to pick the tool. Let's take a short break and we come back. We're going to talk about, you know, this fitting in things. How does fitting in prevent us from becoming who who we really are. And I know what it did for me in my life. And I think that there's so many of us as adults now, you know, if we could turn back the hands of time, as Cher would say, would think about those things where we know that we have done some things that we didn't want to do. 
I'm not even going to talk about marriages. Let's take a short break, everyone. Go find out more about Glenna, about the work she does. Go to GlennaRice.com. She has an ongoing monthly telecall, questionable conversations. Check that out. Also, you'll find out about her access three-day body classes, whether it's going to be in Seattle, Orange County, or even Amsterdam. Like, I know we've got a bunch of folks from Amsterdam that listen. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the show. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I'd take back those words that'll hurt you, and you'd stay. Join Dr. Pat Basili for an extraordinary event right here in the Pacific Northwest. The Global Women's Summit, presented by the Women's Information Network, is coming to Tacoma. Join us as we discover life and wealth mastery techniques and promote success and happiness for women worldwide. Saturday, November 15th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Pacific Lutheran University in Tacoma, Washington. Register online now at thewinonline.com and don't miss out. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life. Each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Transformation Talk Radio's amazing hosts span from the Pacific to the Atlantic coast with a world full of loyal fans. What's stopping you from joining our clan? Bring your powerful message to listening ears. We've been helping people do this for many years. Want to make a difference? We can help you out. Just give us a Transformation Talk Radio a shout. It's easy to get started with an email so small to host at TransformationTalkRadio.com and then we'll give you a call. Tune in to the hit show, Get Into It, Winning at the Game of Life with intuitive energy healer and medium Lynn Brown on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to bring the magic of soul into every aspect of your life. Learn how to use spirit tools and experience the immediate connection with yourself as a spiritual being with natural spiritual abilities as you are guided on the pathway to success and joy. Visit ruintuit.com. That's the letter R, the letter U, intuit.com. And get into it now. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Made you cry, but baby, if I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I'd take back those words that'll 
everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, my God. Where did that come from? Uh, I want to welcome you. Glenna Rice, my co-host today. It's a, This is really a super conversation for those of you out there. You know, you would want to fit in for what reason? Well, we're going to find out for what reason. You know, as the questionable parent, Glenna Rice, um, what are some of the tools that we're going to learn to help our teenagers choose great greatness? Um, and, and how do we do that? Um, you know, before the break, I was talking about, you know, this idea of fitting in and, and, you know, what if, what, what tools can we learn so that we never have to fit in and never have to resist it, uh, and basically never have to make a thing about it because, you know, there is an entire energy around peer pressure and the stress that kids, um, feel from this. And, and mm-hmm. they, and, you know, I was talking with someone the other day, Glenna, they don't really see a way that they can even talk to their parents about it. You know, it's like, gee, mom, blah, yeah. blah, blah, wants me to do this. Oh, honey, just to, just ignore them. Right. Right. Uh, and, and you can't that doesn't work so you, well. And after the age of 12, kids can't talk to their parents very well. I mean, I don't <laughs> talk to my kids ever. I let them come to me and ask questions. I sometimes say, you know, is there anything you want to know about something? Are you okay today? Is there something going on? But most often they'll say no. Even my kids who are incredibly aware and know I don't put a lot of pressures on them for anything don't want to talk to their parents. That's just something that shows up, that you are not the biggest influence on their life. But there are questions you can give them. Um, With the peer pressure, and so much of this peer pressure, the the reason it feels awful is because it's not something that's that interesting to you to do. You might be totally fighting against who you actually are. So that question I gave earlier, who does it belong to, or does this work for you? Sorry, who does it belong to is also the great tool I think I gave you for that. But does this work for me, yes or no? Like right there in the situation for the kids to ask that, to have that tool. And then if it doesn't work for them, they can ask a second question. Okay, what would it take for this to change so it does work for me? That means they could be able to get out of the situation other friends could show up, they could start being them, they could get rid of the thoughts and feelings and emotions that aren't theirs anyway. And if they get, yes, it does work for me, then you could say, okay, cool, so how can I contribute to this so it's even better than I could ever imagine? Or it works for me even better than I can ever imagine. Now, just those tools, that you know, little dialogue you can have in your head, how much easier would almost all the situations you end up in middle school, junior high, or high school would they be easier? Because when you ask the question, what would it take for this to change, that's when all the magic starts showing up. When we take a look at this in our lives, I mean, there there are ideas about these decisions we make in parenting right now and, and what they will come to mean. Um, you know, you and I are talking about peer pressure in, in, a, in a kind of broad way, but some of the mm-hmm. elements of peer pressure that exist today um, – are different than they were when I was growing up. I mean, everything from, you know, uh, a a child deciding to take a selfie, right? I mean, the the whole idea of of taking a selfie is kind of mind-blowing for me just to even be talking with you about, right? I mean, and so can we talk a little bit about some of the nuances that exist right now about fitting in? Um, You know, I was talking with someone, I think it was about a month or so ago, who refuses to buy a, um, what do you call it, smartphone for uh, her teenager. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she was talking to me about that. And she was telling me, rationalizing with me about why she doesn't want to buy the smartphone. 
you know, why her child should not have a smartphone. I forget how old the, I think she was maybe 14 or so. And, you know, there was a whole conversation that had to do around the mom's fear that she would do some things, Facebook pictures, you know, on the smartphone. So my question was, and believe me, I'm not you. So this is not an access question. Okay. (laughs) My question was, okay, I don't really get it. What are you afraid she's going to do with a smartphone that you can't do with a flip phone? This now, this is me. Clearly, if I had your insight, I may not have said that. But I was in this place where I was starting to engage in this conversation and not really getting at what may be really going on. These are decisions my mother never had to make, honestly. Yeah. No, I think that was a great question. Access questions is accessing more information. So any question you ask that accesses more information is an access question. Yeah. Um, and you were having her look at something differently. So in that situation, she's coming to a bunch of conclusions that something's going to happen that may not ever happen. Right. You know, so it would be like, does is will it um, create more in my daughter's life to have a smartphone? Yes or no? <laughs> yes or no? Is it going to create more for her? Is it going to offer her more possibilities? If you get a no, stay with it. If you get a yes, maybe like, okay, do I want to create more possibilities for my daughter? Yes or no? Right. And then the question is, is she going to post something on Facebook? I mean, there was some strange Facebook stuff a couple years ago with one of my daughters, I think my older one, where some yeah. of her friends were razzing someone who was giving people a hard time at school, and the family went to the school and complained, and a whole bunch of the kids got their phone taken away, and one got kicked out for a day. There was no violence going on, but they were being un- unkind to someone on Facebook mm-hmm. who had been unkind to everyone in school, you know, situation. But the parents of the kid who got the Facebook post complained, and the school had to take action because that's the way it works these days. So getting the kids really aware of how the system works, like, okay, if you post this on Facebook and you say those things, what is that going to create? They're aware enough to know that if the school finds out something's going to go on, they know the rules that are happening and starting to get them aware of how their choices create the future is an amazing tool for them to have. Um, And if I post this picture on Facebook, what's that going to create? It's going to be up there forever. Is that something you're going to want to have there in the future? Is that going to work for you, yes or no? And letting them start to see that. Now, that's going to give, you can keep the phone away so that something bad doesn't happen. That never gives the children the awareness of how to negotiate their future. And you aren't going to be around there every day when they go to college and on. So getting them the tools to start negotiating their future now is one of the biggest gifts you can give them. And it's about... The question, I can say that over and over again, but it is really Please. about looking at, asking questions and looking at what that's mm-hmm. going to create. Your choice is create the future. What choices do you want to make? I want to ask you, because you work with parents. Now, this is really me now talking about the parents for a minute. Um, these tools that you teach people all over the world and work with, you know, with parents, They are so very, very powerful. And, you know, while we do this show from, you know, once a month, you know, you come on, we talk about this. I I really believe there is a call to action for uh, all of us to learn these tools in a more organized way. I believe that's what your monthly telecall is about as well, because we have to learn these tools in that you know, I don't know about you, but I know I grew up not having these tools and not knowing how to ask these questions, you know? Yeah. I, th- I, nobody taught me this, but there really is a call no. to action right now because we are getting farther and farther apart, I believe, in the way we communicate with each other. If I hear somebody say, oh, I've just had a miscommunication, 
I have heard it so much in the past two months. It's a little, it's a little mind boggling to me. So, you know, how are parents receiving uh, their need to learn these tools? <laughs> you know, the parents I work with are all, you know, obviously they're coming to me because they want to create something different. And it's really the hardest thing I see is letting, you know, not being in control and not controlling everything in your child's life and knowing that by not controlling, you can actually follow the energy and follow, you know, and give them these questions and give them possibilities to create something different when you're controlling things. And that's what parents want to do. They want to control their teenager's life so nothing bad happens. But you're almost creating the energy of bad happening with that because you've already decided something bad could happen. And if you can get out of control, you can follow the energy. That's, you know, one thing I see a lot. But the parents that come and talk to me are usually looking for something really different. And these are not easy things to change, especially if you had really controlling parents and you turned out okay. Those, that's the way you learned how to do it. And it's like getting rid of, getting rid of all of um, everything you decided was right about parenting and everybody decided that was wrong about parenting so you can have a choice to create and change and be different. Your decisions don't allow you to be different or choose differently, which doesn't allow you to choose greater. And that's my target for people, to choose greater. People can, you know, all teenagers can have the ease my daughter has in high school. And if you didn't have to resist and react to peer pressure, you could just negotiate it with that ease. And it's a giggle about how people are choosing, you know, how different would that be? There'd be a lot of less angry teenagers walking around if they didn't have to resist peer pressure or resist that they don't want to do it. Well, you know, part of this is for those of you out there, if you go to Glenna's website, glennarice.com, you know, and you take a look at what, you know, the classes, but most importantly, go take a look at what she says about parenting, you know, being a questionable parent, conscious parenting, conscious kids. And there's a class that you do with that. And you can, you can go ahead and, you know, look at the one hour uh, parenting workshop online as well. But this is really, you know, for many of us, this is a way to learn some tools that, we did not learn. And the fact that we didn't learn them has no reference at all to the idea that we could not learn it. So how do we become better communicator, communicators, get closer to the people we love, and, and create a scenario where we live in the world of possibilities? When we come back, Glenn's going to talk about what do teenagers already know that they are refusing? Uh-oh, that's a good one. I have a feeling we can learn some things here. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the show. My co-host, Glenna Rice. We're a thousand miles from comfort. We have traveled land and sea. But as long as you are with me, there's no place I'd rather. Join Dr. Pat Basili for an extraordinary event right here in the Pacific Northwest. The Global Women's Summit, presented by the Women's Information Network, is coming to Tacoma. Join us as we discover life and wealth mastery techniques and promote success and happiness for women worldwide. Saturday, November 15th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Pacific Lutheran University in Tacoma, Washington. Register online now at thewinonline.com and don't miss out. Are you looking for more balance and direction in your financial life? We all have questions. When can I retire? When do I want to retire? Will I run out of money? Is there a better way? All are valid questions, no matter what your goals. 
Jeff Pakman, financial advisor with Pakman Brown & Associates, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated in Bellevue, Washington, is hosting an evening to address these questions and more on November 5th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Call 425-372-4813 for a formal invitation. Hors d'oeuvres, beverages, and parking will be provided. This is an informational event. There is no cost or obligation. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. The Read of a Lifetime. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura by David Christopher Lewis overflows with new vital revelations to enlighten your mind and transform your world. Learn to supercharge your aura with rainbow-colored radiance and magnetize your heart's highest desires. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura. It will change how you see yourself. Advanced Studies of the Human Aura by David Christopher Lewis. Order it today at davidclewisbook.org. If not today, one day you will need chiropractic care. Before you choose one, get a copy of this special report, Five Keys to Selecting the Right Chiropractor, available free, and you can read it in about six minutes. Get the care you need, when you need it, from the right chiropractor. Visit wellnessone.net or call toll-free 866-499-7509. Go to wellnessone.net or call 866-499-7509. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. Tune in to the hit show, Get Into It, Winning at the Game of Life with intuitive energy healer and medium Lynn Brown on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to bring the magic of soul into every aspect of your life. Learn how to use spirit tools and experience the immediate connection with yourself as a spiritual being with natural spiritual abilities as you are guided on the pathway to success and joy. Visit ruintuit.com. That's the letter R, the letter U, intuit.com. And get into it now. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Glenna Rice joining me here today. Awesome. This is so cool of a conversation. For those of you out there, for me, Glenna, as I grew up, I don't know that I stepped away from, you know, peer pressure. I, I think it follows us along. And, you know, it just changes. It's a different mask. And I was thinking about this as I was getting ready for the show. You know, when you ask the question, what do teenagers already know that they are refusing? I think this is a brilliant question uh, because there are going to be scenarios in life where we're going to be asked based on a peer pressure, whether it's in your job and you have a work group peer pressure or whether it's in your community or whether it's in a, in a, a political arena or whether it's in, you know, uh, your spiritual center, your church. I mean, th- th- it's not that only as teenagers we run into this, but we certainly can learn some things as teenagers. So what are or what do teenagers already know that they are refusing? <laughs> they, they know the difference between light and heavy for them a lot more yeah. than they will let on. Mm-hmm. They know what creates what things actually create, and they pretend often that they don't know. 
Mm. And they often make choices from pretending they don't know what that's going to create in their future. They act, um, so, you know, why, those are the questions I ask my teenagers and my kids. And my 20-year-old son is not a teenager anymore um, of what that's going to create. Is that going to create more for you or less? Is that going to um, be fun for you? Or, or And they do have awareness of this. They have a lot more awareness than they, than they will let on. Because I'll often get the answer, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Teenager, you know, I don't know. And I say, well, what if you did know? And I'll walk away. Mm. And give them what I call as a little wedgie. <laughs> so they, they know yeah, <laughs> a little, little blister a little bit until they can... Can you actually give them a wedgie, know. though, too? Because that could really help, too. Yeah, exactly. That could actually help, yeah. See? Feel free, yes. <laughs> well, you know, what it does is it gives them, you know, a mental a mental wedgie. Because what you've done wedgie, is, yeah. you know, you've really given them something else to think about that they probably didn't want to think about or didn't think you would have them think about. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and I don't require them to ever tell me what they know. I don't require them to give me an answer when I ask them these questions. I let them have their awareness and choose from their own awareness. I also allow them to choose from things that don't work for them, and then we have tools afterwards. But what I'm finding is it, it's so amazing to me I'm, that they are always choosing what works great, which what they're always choosing things that, that surprise me about how great they are for them, and they don't doubt themselves. And I think I've talked about that before. So one of the gifts you're giving your children to have their own awareness and to choose from what's light or heavy is that they start to grow up to be, you know, work, negotiate this planet from not having a doubt about who they are and what they're choosing. And can you use that in your future for everything? Absolutely. From every job you're ever going to have, for every relationship you're ever going to create, um, for the political arena, all these things are going to gonna be easier for them than they were for me. And what parent doesn't want their kids' lives to be easier than their own? You know, most parents out there actually want more for their children, and this is one of the ways to allow that to show up in your life. Mm-hmm. And then it's their choice. You know, so, Glenna, when I think about this, this is really interesting because kids do know. I mean, I think as yeah. we get a little bit older, you know, what what happens sometimes is that we numb ourselves. We become numb. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want it. Nope, nope, don't make it feel heavy. Nope, don't do it. Don't. I don't want it to be heavy. And then it is. Um, yeah. And we don't pay attention to that. And so, you know, there's something about that feeling where you talk about that we can ask ourselves that question, you know, every 10 seconds if we want about something um, mm-hmm. and and perhaps get a new level of awareness because time change, situation changes and things change. Yeah, every 10 seconds, it's one of the, you know, to choose in every 10 seconds and keep, you can keep choosing the things that are working and change the things that aren't all the time. You can always, um, you know, the one, you have choice in every 10 seconds. Do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to keep ha- hanging out with friends? Do I want to keep doing this job? Yes or no? Oh, it's a yes. I actually am having fun. And then you can continue to choose. But choice is not something that is forever. It's only in the moment. And it's constantly changing. Well, which you know, a, part of this, too, is, is coming into a place where we also trust our children enough to let them make these decisions. And, you know, we talked about this as we began um, the show mm-hmm. and talking about, you know, what happens when fear shows up? You know, what happens when fear shows up in our lives? Uh, and, yeah. and, and as if we actually can control, my parents couldn't control me. I mean, that wasn't no, going to happen. 
Um, yeah, and I and, imagine most yeah. of the I was going to yeah. say most of the parents out there have kids like that if they're listening to this call. <laughs> I know I do. I can't control any of my children. <laughs> my parents can control me either. So yeah. why why and, don't we? I mean, you know, for us, you know, what would our lives look like if we actually learned some tools that we could even pass on to our children and our grandchildren so that they yeah. can navigate the waters of fitting in and peer pressure? I mean, it's almost like a no-brainer, you know, for me, in that what would the conversations then look like uh, at the family family holiday table if we learn some of these tools? What's the best way for people to sign up and to learn some of these tools? I know you work with people one-on-one. Can you tell folks how they can contact you for that as well as the classes that you do teach on this? Absolutely. So the best way is that would be to email me at glenna at glennarice.com. And you can go to my website, glennarice.com, and find all my contact information there also. Uh, you can also add me on Facebook um, to get a hold of me that way and message me. Uh, and I, the accessconsciousness.com website also has my um, contact information on it there. And that's the best place to find a list of all my classes. I have the monthly telecall questionable conversations, which you can join at any time. And right now it's 47 a month, and we're about to raise the price. So if you get in before then, you will keep the price. It's it builds monthly, and you get the call and a, a video of me having a questionable conversation with someone somewhere on the planet that has been really fun for me to create. And then the the body classes that I'm doing around the world and the parenting classes that I'm doing. So, yes, I am coming to Seattle, which I'm really excited about. I love, love that city. It's one of my favorite places in the world. And that class requires prerequisites. So you want to go to the access site and look. If you haven't done any access classes and you'd like to attend my class, you want to take a Bars Foundation Level 1 class from a facilitator in your area, you can find that on the Access Consciousness website. Uh, I love this. Glenna, thank you so much. I mean, honestly, it's just amazing. And then also, uh, for your trip to Seattle, um, we can let folks know as well if there are some courses that they should be thinking about taking before that. They could certainly find that out on your website and the Access website. What a very powerful yeah. show, Glenna. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I love the show. I had so much fun. And the information is so fabulous that we talked about. Well, I you know, I, I think it is amazing, and I've actually learned a few tools. Now, I'm not saying I'm a teenager, but I certainly am going to use some of these questions in a current situation. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank cool. you, Glenna. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Glenna will be back next month. I can't wait to find out what we're going to be talking about. Wow. Uh, GlennaRice.com, yeah. TheDrPatShow.com, TransformationTalkRadio.com. And you know what? You can be exactly what you want to be in life. We'll see you next time. Dr. Pat, and I'm here to rave about my favorite dressing and marinade, Galeos Marinades, as hearty vegetables such as Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, and 
pumpkin replace the waning fruits of summer on supermarket produce displays. When I want to add that special touch to my fall dishes, I reach for Galeas Miso. Whether it's the Miso Caesar, Dijonet, Ginger Wasabi, and the newcomer Southwest, I know that I'm going to prepare a fabulous dish. Galeos dressings, which are made with all natural ingredients, have no MSG and are gluten-free and should all be part of a well-stocked kitchen pantry. But perhaps the Miso Caesar adds a special something to Paul's bountiful harvest. The culinary masterminds behind Galeos Miso dressing, chefs Andre and Gordana, have just developed several of their favorite easy-to-prepare and healthy fall recipes that include their Miso Caesar dressing. So visit GaleosCafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S Cafe.com for your special fall dish. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Are you interested in helping others by tapping into something more? Do you want to play a bigger role in the shift that is occurring on the planet? The 111 Activation is an energetic session which has helped many worldwide to quickly transform their lives for the better, to gain greater clarity, experience deeper spiritual connection, and express their soul's truth. You too can learn how to facilitate this powerful energetic activation for your friends, family, and clients even if you have had no previous experience. Please join me, Christine Upchurch, for the 111 Activation Training Seminar in Seattle, November 15th and 16th, to learn a process that is being called expansive, life-changing, and profound. Come be a bigger part of positive change for others. For more information, please visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Or call 425-999-9836. 425 425- Nine 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 eight three six. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and here I am with my Galeos Cafe Tip of the Week. I'd like to share with you a recipe directly from Galeos Cafe website. Try this oriental chicken salad. Slice a boneless, skinless chicken breast. Put it in a baggie. Pour in about two tablespoons of sesame miso dressing. Close the bag and shake it to coat it. Marinate in fridge for about maybe 30 minutes. Then fire up the grill. Grill the chicken until done. About eight minutes on each side. While the chicken is grilling, put salad greens on a plate. Romaine, Chinese cabbage, cilantro, whatever you want, and top with shredded carrots and almonds or cashews. Slice the cooked chicken breast and put it on top of the greens. Add crunchy rice noodles and top with more Galeo sesame miso dressings and enjoy. For more information, go to order your dressing today at galeoscafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S cafe.com. Remember, shipping is free. 